0: Well, my friends, welcome to Agitators Anonymous, episode 139. I'm Alan Averill, the singer in a heavy metal band, etc., etc., you know the drill. Right, we're almost at the year's end, and this podcast is the dreaded end-of-year top. 10, 15, top 20 albums. Um, I also recorded it as a video for my YouTube channel. You can just search Alan Averill. You can find me if you want to look at my ugly mug as well as listening to this. This is, of course, the introduction that is not on the video. But anyway, um, if you've been sticking with me through all of the year, well, thank you very much. Next week, I'm going to have a couple of podcasts, I think, looking back at the year and maybe looking ahead. Been a very strange, odd, interesting, uh, by turns dark and complicated year. So I'm going to try and sift through some of the, um, the mixed messages, the politics, the music, um, all sorts of stuff, and maybe make a couple of podcasts next week. So hang in there and let's see what comes out of that. But for now... This is episode 139. Um, you can follow me on Nemthianga underscore Primordial or Primordial underscore Official if you want updates on um, my not very exciting life and also the band Primordial. Um, we're starting to make some new songs, a new album, and there are various uh, curious things going on over on our Instagram. If you want to support the show on patreon.com slash Alan Averill, you can do that also. Right without further procrastination, or whatever word you wish for. Here is um, my top 10, 15, 20 random, as you'll sort of hear, it's a bit all over the place, uh, metal albums of the year. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's do this. I'm Alan from Primordial. These are going to be my top, I don't know, twenty albums of the year, fifteen albums of the year. The first five or ten are pretty well defined, and then after we get to about ten, eleven or twelve it all starts to get a bit vague. Um, This will be Agitators Anonymous episode blah-de-blah, I'm not sure what episode number it is, 139, I'm recording it on video, I might use the video, if you're wondering why I have a black eye, I got kicked in the head playing football, at least that's my excuse. You better believe it. Right. So, the interesting thing about being asked to do your top 10 or top 20 as a musician or as a journalist um, is that they often ask you to do this, let's say, in October. Um, Because, of course, they have to have their top 20s ready. Um, You know, the printing takes however long it does. So, you often, if you release your album in November or December, you are going to um, not appear in most top 20s of the year unless journalists have advanced copies. Um, but the deluge of music, which is just so astounding now, like I used to be able to keep up with everything. I used to live in the same house as Dara from Invictus. Shout out to Dara from Invictus. And every um, week or two, I would just you know, go into his storeroom, take 10, 20 CDs or vinyls, um, and just go through them to be kind of like up on what new bands were happening. Now, that's quite a few years ago now. Um, now I'm a bit adrift on the shelf out at sea. I don't know everything that happens anymore in the underground. I guess this is just the natural way of things, passing of time. But I still have my eye in, still have um, something in the game. And certainly after we get past the first 10 or so bands in my top 10, and not really top 10, there's a, there's a distinct top three. And then everything after that is sort of mixed up. Um, you know, there's quite a lot of underground stuff there. Um, like I said, I maybe don't give it, um, the time and breath that it I used to. Certainly I was discussing this this morning and I think that, um, podcasts, it used to say in the inside of old vinyls, you know, home taping is killing music, but certainly podcasts are killing music. I'm making my way through, um, a brilliant podcast called The Dictators at the moment. Um, which has 80 episodes, each of 40 minutes. And I've made my way through 20-something episodes in about 10 or 14 days. Now, once upon a time, that probably would have been time you spent um, listening to music. Um, so what can I say? I, I, you know, podcasts are killing music. <laughs> there you go. The irony is not lost on what we're doing here. Um, it is my, um, you know, my uh, gloomy destiny to be a content creator. Yes, indeed. I said the C word. Uh, What the fuck am I talking about? Nothing. Nonsense. I must preface this top 10, top 20 with the idea that um, listen to whatever the fuck you want. Whatever band who cares about it's up to you to make your own decision about whether you um, can abide their politics, their stance on this, their stance on that. Um, Whatever rumours abound about any band, it's your prerogative. Make your own decision, but if you're on the side of making that decision for other people i.e censoring things you are on the wrong side of history and that is just plain and simple it's not up to you to decide on any terms what another person should or should not listen to that is paternalistic colonialistic if that's a word um, it is just incorrect and you are on the side of some very uh, malignant forces throughout the last 100 or 200 years that wish to decide for other people what they can and cannot hear. So this is an uh, you know, this is just my top 20. No judgment on anything to do with any of the bands. It sounds really dumb to preface that, but we live in a dumb age, so I guess I have to. So my top three of the year—they're kind of tied together. Three unusual bedfellows, so to speak. Um, so we might as well get the three of them out of the way first. The first is Deathspell Omega, The Long Defeat. Um, I'm not going to produce vinyls of this, that, and the other, because some of these records I haven't got yet, don't own yet. Um, I kind of prefer to pick things up when I'm at um, a record fair than wait for, you know, order something in the post, which costs €22 Euro to be delivered. I do actually own this one, but who knows where it is. Um, well, actually, it's over there, but anyway. Okay, number one, Death's Full Omega, The Long Defeat. I've often written about Death's Bell Omega, talked about Death's Full Omega, I could find out who they are, of course, maybe I do know, but it doesn't matter. It's not. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible that a band still has this air of mystery to them um, after so many years, and who wants to puncture that and find out all the gritty details. But the fact remains that this is possibly the most important, or one of the most important bands of the 21st century. Whether anybody likes it or not, they've set the bar for whatever we knew as black metal to some other place. Um, and it's left the bands sort of just below that bar, often looking like GSO, um, um, copycats, whatever you want to say. Nah, wrong phrase, wrong phrase. It doesn't really need saying, but Deathful Omega, The Long Defeat, is a kind of tie at my top three albums of the year. It's a bit slower. It's a bit cleaner. It's not as manic or insane as Paracletus or Fast Maledicta. Um, it's it's kind of a bit more melodic. It's got a bit more traditional doom elements in it. Um, the vocals um, are quite different. Um, they've changed from the last couple of albums. Um, there's a bit of discussion about who is and who isn't singing on it. I'm not going to add to that discussion. Um, I don't care about that. Um, I mean, and just as a kind of an aside, I mean, when you go to discuss your top albums of the year. I mean, last year we got the new funeral mist, I think, the day before. I think it was the day before New Year's Eve. So how could that appear in anybody's top 20? Um, You know, the last clandestine blaze was in my top three records of the year. Um, And the new Decibel Omega is in my top three, the long defeat. Number two, Destroyer 666, never surrender. And for the very same reason, um, this is classic... um, classic metal. It's got super touches of Running Wild, Exciter, Old Maiden, Old Priest, but it's got this vibrant fuck you energy that metal used to have. It's got that smashing our way through the boundaries of hell that raised the goosebumps on your arm when you heard, um, you know, kind of storm in the gate style speed metal from 83. It's got that vibe. There was only really Destroyer and Niflheim in the game. Now it looks like Niflheim have sadly um, fallen apart. Who knows if that keeps going or not um but the destroyer are now kind of like in a category of one um whether you you know whether you as i said on the, in the preface it's up to you how you decipher any of the you know, whether you like or dislike any of the things the lyrics the whatever who gives a fuck um, never surrender um is tied in my top three records it's a it's a super memorable super catchy super um energetic and vibrant it's full of that original feeling of 80s heavy metal that you got which was this transferal of energy that was the original blueprint before it all got a bit too intellectual you can't intellectualize a punch in the face or that and that's what destroyer is i'm in a nutshell never surrender third one sumo dream killer now during the last two years um lockdown pandemic stuff heavy metal straight heavy metal or whatever you want to call it got virtually no look in in my listening tastes virtually none Um i was only listening to just just super brutal stuff that won't come across to you if you're listening to this on the podcast as opposed to looking at my stupid ugly mug on video um but sumerlands dream killer is um a brilliant brilliant heavy metal record with like, just the best vocal performance of the year, heavy metal vocal performance of the year. Our, our boy from, um, uh, you know, Pagan Altar and Stone Dagger and stuff. Sorry, dude, I forgot your name. But it's a masterclass of of vocal, vocalizing. And it's, it reminds me of the, cl- you know, classic Dokken, uh, Underlock and Key, maybe a bit more uptime than that. It's got a bit of Icon, a bit of mid-80s Scorpions, and... Um, it's a masterclass of songwriting, and if this was 1986, it would be sitting at the in the you know or 85 sitting at number 11 in the US album charts, about to hit three quarters of a million sales and copy, or it could have been like Icon and completely disappeared. I don't know, but it's an absolutely brilliant heavy metal record. And um, after a few pretty gloomy years, put a smile on my face, which was pretty difficult. So Sumo Lands, Dream Killer, brilliant record. Now. Now we sort of get to, it sort of drops down as the next tier, like the next little division, because these are records that I didn't like as much as those first three, but were pretty bloody fucking good. In fact, astounding. So just under that, we've got Negative Plane, The Pact. Um, Negative Plane, at least for me, along with Bolser, are um, one of the greatest bands of the last 10, 20 years within the black metal scene, who kind of reinvented a little bit the kind of um the sort of guitar playing tonal style, a bit sort of Trey Thothy from for death metal or whatever, Ed is um on some other plane. Yep. Pun intended. And the pact is a brilliant, brilliant record. It's got it's more traditional heavy metal and that I can hear Merciful Fate and more uh old school even new Irish heavy metal in it, Witch Find, Witch a General maybe even, but totally distilled in this very strange atonal way. Maybe it's got some black hole some Death SS in it. Some goblins, some Italian kind of seventies early eighties proto doom uh, synth kind of styles in it that very odd Italian style um composing style but it 's um it 's a brilliant record, and the production is massive, the drum sound brilliant, um like a proper drum sound, not duck, 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 duck um this is a this is a, a an astounding record, and it only just did make it into my sort of triumvirate because i only just really started listening to it a little bit after the others it sat in my collection there for a month or two i'm afraid to say and um i've just been playing it non-stop the last day so negative plane the pact um next is svrm Zvrim, Zvrim. i'm not sure how to say it until i think a one-man black metal band from the ukraine that i'm kind of obsessed with um i don't know the circumstances under how they he managed to make this record or whereabouts in Ukraine, but um, I'm kind of obsessed with this band. I must play them several times every week. Um, It's, I guess it's drug-style, drifting harmony, very um, lo-fi black metal. Um, I'm not really even sure if I'm allowed to play the songs in the background. Do you? Maybe you are. Maybe if I figure that out, I can put some in the background. Um, I'll put a link underneath. Um, Brilliant. Very dark, grim, Killer artwork. There's an album called Rospad. Rospad. I'm not even gonna try and say the name, it's in Cyrillic. Um but yeah, I fucking love this band. Um and if anybody knows where you can get them on vinyl, um hit me up in the hit me up in the comments. Okay, Voivod, Synchro an- Anarchy. Um I'm a huge Voivod fan, uh especially 80s Voivod, but I'll also Big Nothing Face and Angel Rat, which was a fucking brilliant record um i even like the eric forest years and i like the last few records a lot and the the eps and over the last year let's say three or four years have been great really really great synchro anarchy sits somewhere between nothing face and angel rat maybe and maybe it's no a bit more dynamic than angel rat maybe um brilliant sound great singing great concept um Voivod are in a purple patch again, and it's an absolutely brilliant record. Um, when it came out. Uh a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, you know, it just was popped up in my new recommendations, and I went, okay, new Voivod, let's check it out. It just fell in love with it. Um, the singing is great as well. Um, You know, um, I haven't got enough good things to say about the new Voivod, and you should go and listen to it next up immolation act of God and um, I feel like I'd only just got my head around atonement and then we got another one act of God and I think that's kind of what's happened lately is that um, I felt similar to the new dark throne which I didn't really connect with at all in that I felt like I'd only just got used to the last one or got my head around listening four or five times the last one was oh, another one I guess that's the nature of things it seemed like only two months ago somebody was asking for me for my top 20 of whatever year it was last year, 1973 or whatever. Um, And I couldn't even think properly. However, Immolation is arguably the greatest death metal band of all time. I'm not saying they've released the best albums of all time, but they never let me down. The low point maybe is Harnessing Ruin, but it's still a fucking good record. Um, And they're still Killer Live. I do wish maybe an act of God a little bit less click on the bass drums, a little bit more gnarl in the bass and a little bit of a slightly different vocal treatment, but that's really nitpicking. It could have been the new Incantation, but I just haven't absorbed the new Incantation yet. Another um, band I fucking love dearly. But, new Immolation, Act of God. Um, next, Autopsy. Morbidity, Triumphant. I've really liked some of the last few Autopsy records. Um, and, I mean, Mental Funeral is top three death metal albums of all time. For me, along with Deicide, Deicide, and Altars of Madness, it's like the holy trinity of um, death metal. It's an the new one uh, artwork is killer. Whoever the fuck done it did the. Who the fuck done the artwork? Whoever's um, created that, it's fucking awesome. Um, it's a dark, dark fucking record. Autopsy again having a new lease of life after a thirty odd year career. Um, it sounds great. Riferd sounds killer. It, it sounds a bit more open, the drums are a bit more, um, a bit more dynamism between the drums and bass. It's just a great fucking death metal record. It's a really, really fucking good death metal record. Now, now we get down to a kind of a few, I'm going to start randomly mentioning things. This is not a top 20, although those ones at the top there were kind of, um, you know, very obviously at the top. Um, the new Miss Therming album, um, Med Hamry. Um... I'll mention at this point, I think it's a fucking great record. It's, it's a lot more brutal, a lot more aggressive than the last one. It's like the band went to, out to just kind of uh, prove a point. Um, and I think it's a big, big step uh, back towards a very brutal um, Icelandic black metal sound. I've got to say it's in my, it's been on my other rotation with Negative Plane, back and forth, back and forth this past while. Um, yeah it's a fucking great record my list gets a bit messy here I'm looking at it here so excuse if you hear your name mentioned below another name mentioned um, come to the front of the class directly and write your name in the list and stand on the bold step um, what else have we got here um, Satan Earth Infernal um, Satan um, never ceased to amaze me we played with them only about two months ago at Primordial, and they, they kicked our ass let's be honest they kicked our ass in Hamburg they were Fucking brilliant they sounded incredible the playing was brilliant brian's voice is just fucking killer um yeah three four albums now in since the reformation artwork's great i just can't say enough good things about them um and the riffs the off-kilter nature of the riffs i mean you can see some you know there's some similarities you could draw between negative Plane and them in the off-kilter way they play some approach some sort of heavy metal riffs but Satan are at the top of their game, masters of their craft, and when it comes to old school heavy metal, so cannot recommend that enough. Where are we? I'm rushing through these headlong. Let's see. Um, what have I not mentioned? Drug, all belong to the night. Um, I'm not sure I like this as much as the last uh, one or two drug albums. I think the the compilation of the B sides of the 12 inch. 12 inches they released um, go to the top of the queue for me but under the circumstances um, in Ukraine under which they must have made this record um, I have to mention it and it is a, it is a it is a great record. Um, I'm a big drug fan and um, thing, I think under any circumstances considering the crazy year that it's been crazy what an understatement. Um, drug all belong to the night right where the fuck are we okay. Now we kind of get a bit more into the weeds. This is kind of like um, second division of my, um, you know, occupying my turntable. Um, Darker, The Buried Storm. Um, This might have, I could have included this in a top 20 albums, not metal of the year, but it's still got a kind of old Yorkshire doom metal twang to some of it. Darker, um, from the north of England. Yeah, this is kind of um wistful romantic dark sort of um obscure female fronted um incredible vocal I don't know what to describe it's very ethereal um it's very dark stuff um and yeah it deserves a place in my top 20 oddly enough it sits right beside death hammer electric warfare um I'd like to see that tour darker and death hammer <laughs> Um, Death Hammer yeah these are the uh, this is they're one of the few bands who seem to get the speed metal balance right um, it's not thrash metal really it's the inheritors of Obsessed by Cruelty and that kind of stuff um, it's got some Niflheim it's got you know it's it's that if that's the ballpark we're talking but it's much more um, it's got that sort of baseless tone of Obsessed by Cruelty and I think it's the perfect antidote to all this sort of plodding, dull, clicky, modern thrash metal, uh, Deathhammer, and from Norway as well, which there's an unusual thing for uh, a band like this. I suppose while we wait around for another vomitor record, Deathhammer will have to do, right? Okay. Um, the next two records I will mention, I saw both these bands at Beyond the Gates, and they both kicked my ass, to be honest. The first is Darvaza, Ascending Into Perdition, one of the best performances of the whole at Beyond the Gates. Um, was just great, really great black metal. We um, Also with incredible clear singing, which really uh, took me by surprise. The bass player, I think, was also um, singing along with Bjorn, and he had a fucking great voice. And it was a very interesting combination. Then you'd get a thrashy kind of Sodom creator riff, and then it would go a bit epic again. Um, yeah, that's for the people on the podcast. Um, yeah excellent record and it for me it sits along with Mizotheist for the glory of our redeemer um, which i really enjoyed as well this is a sort of again Deaths omega kind of vibe um, dark religious orthodox black metal and um, those two records kind of sit together for me as i happen to watch i'm not sure they were playing on the same day but they were at least playing on the same stage over two days um, what else have we got here as we get down into the weeds megadeth The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead, yeah, you may have heard of them. Uh, Look, no secret, I fucking love Megadeth. And the new album was a bit of a shot in the arm. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, The System Has Failed, that kind of Megadeth as well. And this new one sounded energized. There's at least five or six bangers on it, um, speed metal bangers that I really, really appreciate. Probably could have been a bit higher, but, I mean, I can hardly read my own writing here. What can I say? Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Um, Shape of Despair, The New Shape of Despair. I love Shape of Despair from Finland, um, Funeral Doom. The new one, I haven't digested enough to put it higher because I think Monotony Fields, the previous one would would have been up at three or four in my albums of the year. This new one, I haven't been able to digest as much, um, but they're just, they never let me down. Um, Shape of Despair, they never let me down. What have we got? The Chasm. The Scars of a Reflective Shadow, another album that has been kicking my ass a lot the last month or so, Um that probably should, could be higher in the list. If you're into Immolation Incantation, there's no reason why you shouldn't know The Chasm. Um, play. Um We played with them once with Primordial in the mid-2000s, somewhere in America, and they absolutely ruled. They completely kicked ass, and Procession to the Infra World, I think it's called, is one of my... Um, that sort of old school death metal, super chunky, heavy riffs, you know, um, I mean, you can't help but bang the head that does not bang to the chasm and they should be higher. They probably could be higher. Um, I'm going to mention Mantar uh, on Metal Blade, uh, our label mates from Germany, their new album. I spoke a bit on one of my Tuesdays, Miscellany bullshit, ram- waffle rambling podcasts, um, I really enjoyed this record, really, really enjoyed the tone and the record, um, something interesting and something different, probably should be in a bit, well look, there's no higher, there's no lower, there's the first three, there's the next five or six, and then there's, a... these are the kind of other records floating around that I just kind of need to pick up, for some reason, I didn't connect with the new Candlemas, um, Sweet Evil Sun, that much, and Candlemas is one of my favourite ever bands, top five probably ever, Um I'm not sure why that was, because, <coughs> excuse me, um, they played Nightfall at Beyond the Gates before Merciful Fate, and it was brilliant. Um, Johan um he sang under the, you know, kind of harmonizing under. He's not doing the at the gallows end high parts or whatever, but it's brilliant. He has a Dio vibe about him. And the new album has a really um, cool kind of Dio vibe. It reminds me a bit of Chapter 6 underrated Candlemas album and the ebony throne and all that kind of stuff again a record that's sitting there that i just haven't kind of fully got around to absorbing yet it might end up higher in my affections might not um, i like this band called licht der or tiles or tales from finland or hammer really primitive black metal Uh, really nasty horrible stuff um reminds me of the kind of thing i would have literally bitten somebody's left hand off for in 1992 or 1993 um and along with forbidden temple um and uh, you know perverted ceremony it's got this kind of super rattling obscure dark sort of um, bestial tone which i really sort of appreciate in black metal it's you know it's unreconstructed it's not progressive um i watched some stupid i guess you youtuber oh black metal is dead why does it never progress blah 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 bullshit hey my algorithm fooled me into viewing it and um, black metal doesn't need to progress it needs to go nowhere um, it can stay just like this forever and it will just be black metal doesn't need to explain itself to the likes of you or me Speaking of which, I like this record, Ho Homegas, Greek black metal band. I'm a sucker for Greek black metal and the classic old bands, Varathon, Rod Christ, Necromantia. Of course, nowadays, your is doing fucking excellent stuff. But Ho Homegas, very cool. I like it. Um, I got to mention the new Ultra Sylvam as well, Sanctity of Death, sort of went under my radar. I'm not sure I like it as much as the one before. Again, need to digest it. Need to digest it. I'm doing talking a lot about digestion lately. That's got to be worrying for a man of my advancing years. Is there anything I have forgotten? Vehemence. Hmm, okay, yeah. Interesting sort of um, pagan metal stuff. Um, I, in, At least in terms of ma- mainstream metal, fuck all in the mainstream really did anything for me. I do enjoy the new Rammstein album, Zeit. Um... It's pretty dark, it's pretty interesting. Um, You know, I couldn't, you know, don't think much of Ghost or whatever else. But obviously, if you've come here to listen to me or watch me waffle about my top 20, you've not hear me or come here to watch me wax lyrical about um, Arch Enemy or other such nonsense. Um, There you are, my friends. That is a very rough scattergun Um, look at my top 15, 20 albums of the year. I held back from it. Some of you know that I every now and again write for Deaf Forever. Um, I just hadn't got my shit together to do the top 20 for Deaf Forever six or eight weeks ago. And there's been quite a few interesting records that have come out before the end. And like I said, um, I think it's a post-pandemic thing as well, a kind of attention span, tension deficit disorder thing. Um, That and the podcast and various other things... It feels like sometimes you don't get to grips with a year properly and get take a big bite out of what's been released. But for the last month or two, I've been trying to amend that mistake and um, turn off some of the Needless podcasts about, I don't know, rubbish or whatever, um, and turn back on to the music. And um, these are my 15 or 20 records I've been kind of spending some time with over the last while. Of course, some of them have been breaking my... Brain since the start of the year and have like racked up dozens and dozens and dozens of listens and others i'm just trying to get my head around i mean i'm looking for example right now at the copy of deaf forever with everybody else's uh, top 20s in here and there's there's so many records that i haven't heard that i just can't even you know i can't even keep up how the fuck does anyone keep up with all of the deluge of records it's almost impossible um and that is it, that is Agitators Anonymous It's um, maybe this works as a videocast way to do this Um, if you hate me, I hope you've enjoyed it Um, you can you can wish about giving me a black eye the next time you meet me we'll see how it goes I'm Alan Averill, this is Agitators Anonymous episode look, who knows, somewhere between 100 and it's around about 140 well now